0: Welcome to the Make Moves Podcast. I'm your host, Clayton. I'm extremely passionate about teaching other humans how to take care of their body and incorporate mobility training to move better and feel better. My goal is to also help other health professionals learn how to utilize social media to build online businesses in a fun and sustainable way that builds a strong community. In this podcast, I will be sharing ideas and stories to help connect the dots in your own mind and help you make moves on the things you want to create and build in your life. Tune in to hear shared ideas from experts and people that I think can add value to your life. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Oh, hi there, ho there, friends. Um, This is Clayton Moves uh, with the Make Moves Podcast. Um, So this week, uh, we've got another solo episode. (laughs) Surprise. Um, I know if you listened to last week's episode, which was also a short and sweet solo episode, um, I mentioned that I was going to have a number of guests coming up um, in the coming weeks, and I do. Um, they just happened to book all um, next week and later, so I was like, you know what? It's Wednesday. Got another podcast to share, so um, that's why I'm doing this episode. So don't fear, though. Um, this episode is going to be awesome because it's all about fear, okay? So I want to share you two stories from my personal life dealing with fear and how it directly impacted. My life and my my goal for this episode is for you to one enjoy this you know these two really in depth stories, um, but more so to have you reflect on your own life and things that you want to do with your life that you've got you know eighty to ninety years on this earth and what you want to do with your time. So hopefully these two uh, stories will inspire you to take action to make moves on things that you want to do. So. Um, without further ado, let's get into them. So the first story, um, I just want to give you a quick overview on the two stories. So the first story is when I joined a band. Um, so I played bass in a band where I had never been in a band before in my life. Um, and so dealing with the doubt and fear of that and then how that played out. The second story is the first time I ever taught a movement class, um, live to the public. Um, So it was a it was a yoga class and I was um, collaborating with um, local Pittsburgh artist Baron Batch. And uh, so needless to say, I was uber intimidated (laughs) um, with with teaching live for the first time and then also having it be associated with someone who I'd really admired. So those are the two stories. And I just want to dive into the first story. Okay. So, hey, dude, do you want to jam? Um, So, four years ago, I found myself at a Friendsgiving party. Tons of beer, tons of mediocre food, and more beer. So, amidst the laughter, the stories, and the beer pong, I found this crappy little ukulele above the fireplace. I picked it up and started strumming on this out-of-tune $30 uke. Uh, Moments later, someone at the party, who I'd never met, came up to me. Hey, dude, you want to play uke? You play uke? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of messing around, but i kind of sort of play bass and he's like awesome dude hey do you want to jam sometime jam yeah that sounds cool okay clayton keep your shit together don't panic look calm yeah man i'm down i'm actually terrified (laughs) um so what did i just get myself into jam i don't even know the notes on my fretboard how am i supposed to jam um so later that week i arrived at billy's apartment with my bass And anxiety in hand, which he could not see. Um, So, Billy and Rachel were musicians, like actually went to school and studied music theory musicians. Um, So, they went to Berkeley and they know their ins and outs. They can play multiple instruments, they've got really good um, intonation and understand music where I was a guy reading Rise Against Bass Tabs alone in my room till 2 a.m. on a work night trying to, you know, keep up with the tempo of, you know, the fast finger-picking of punk rock. Um, So it became very apparent to me really quickly that I knew very little about music theory when he said, hey, man, we're going to be playing an A minor. And I'm like, um, which dot on my fretboard is that? (laughs) So... Um and the the funny thing is, um in in context, I was actually pretty decent at playing um in terms of rhythm, syncopation, and motor skills. Um so, you know, with bass, um there you can either play with a pick or you can play with fingers. So I was finger picking, so you got your index finger and your middle finger, and I was using those to pluck the strings and then the left hand to press the notes on the fretboard. So I you know, I, I pick up things really quickly in terms of motor wise. So I was actually able to play really well, technically, in terms of motor and, and hitting notes and stuff like that. But I knew absolutely nothing about music theory. Um, and, and this kind of comes from uh, a little bit of embarrassment, because um, for elementary school to junior high to high school, I I played tenor saxophone, and I was also in choir. So like, I understood music and I, I could read music, but I couldn't translate that to bass, and I just never took the time to learn the the notes on the bass, bo- you know, neck because I just wanted to. I just wanted to play Rise Against, man. I just wanted to rock out. Um, so, um, after struggling a bit, um, so zoom back into Billy and Rachel's apartment. So after struggling for a bit, I was actually able to play on a couple of their original tunes um, that they came up with. And I was just starting to relax when Billy said, Hey man, uh we're we're playing a show coming up. Would you be down to play? So the question seemed to hang in the air for what felt like hours. And I was like, Yeah, sure. When is it? This Thursday. Oh f- uh, cool, yeah, what should I wear? <laughs> and uh it it just it, it it just blew me, you know, in, in the sense of uh, it this is this is it. You do it or you don't do it. Um, So you're never really going to be 100% ready for the thing you want to do, ever, never, ever. You're lucky if you're 40% ready. Um, So really, once you begin to understand that you'll never be ready, you're going to start to see all the opportunities that are waiting for you. Um, And, you know, there were a slew of reasons I could have said no. You know, I don't even know the notes on my bass guitar fretboard. I've never been on stage playing music before. This is kind of bluesy, jazz, pop feel. I like punk rock and metal. I'm going to have to write down the notes I play and put them on the floor in front of me. What if it's too dark and I can't see what I wrote? What if I freeze? What if my palms are so sweaty I can't even hold my bass? Um, If I spent enough time brooding on these thoughts, I could have easily said that I had plans and I couldn't swing it. But, you know, I just listened to that fire burning deep in my gut saying, dude, this will be so cool. (laughs) And I had to try it. So now I don't recommend going around saying yes to every single thing that comes your way. Um, it, it is important to be able to say no as well. Um, and I also don't think that one should throw all caution to the wind and haphazardly take unnecessary risk. Um, but here, here's a good rule of thumb that I came up with. Does this have a high probability that I could die? Will I lose all my money by doing this? Um, So, if you've assessed the risk and answered no to both of these, then move on to the final two questions. Is it worth my time? And will I have fun? Good. Now proceed. All right. (laughs) So, an important factor here. A lot of times, your brain will keep you from doing something because you can't see every single step that will happen after you make the decision to do it or to not do it. So, example. So if I play this gig, am I now in this band? How often will we play? Am I going to get paid for this? Should I make more time for this? Are we going to travel? What happens if blah, 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 blah? None of that stuff matters. Some of it may or may not happen. It's all in the future. What is presently in front of me is, do I want to play this gig on Thursday? These what-if thoughts are just brain noise, trying to distract you from the choice at hand. Do you want to play the show on Thursday? Yes or no? These four questions. Will it kill you? Will it bankrupt you? Do you have the time to spend on this? And will it be fun for you? And go! (laughs) So um, this led to some amazing, amazing life experiences. We played shows all over the East Coast. We played outside amphitheaters, wineries, Mr. Smalls, Stage AE, Altar Bar, and my parents' living room. Um, and i made some of the best friends that I've ever had playing music. I also learned so, so much about music. More so, this experience really gave me confidence and belief in myself. I got more comfortable with being in front of people, I became comfortable in my own skin. I continually exposed myself to nerve-wracking and stressful situations, and as a result, I grew. So, saying yes to things and coming out on top on the other side will give you the confidence that no book, no speech, no video, no podcast will ever give you. You have it requires action. You have to step through the door and have that experience in order to gain the confidence um, along the f- failures along the road that you'll experience. You've got to do the damn thing. You got to do the damn thing. That's better inflection. <laughs> so, no nothing else will replace replace that period. Um so that that's really that story in a nutshell and it, it 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 just um it just kind of blew my mind with how that carried over to other experiences in my life and it wasn't just music, it was so much, you know. So like when something went wrong on stage, like my one one time we played at, um, I think it was Mr. Smalls was this venue that, you know, I saw a shit ton of punk rock and metal shows out. So I was like, just an honor to be on that stage. And, uh, I was romping around, jumping around on stage and I knocked out my cord. Um, so my bass just went silent and I was like, Oh shit. And I had to, you know, fuddle around and try and put it back in and, and figure out where we were in, in the song. And, it just so many of those moments. And it just taught me how to be resilient, to have humility, and to just keep moving forward. So, story number two. Um, this is, um, let me just dive into it. Hey, man, you should come to this party I'm hosting. Um, so, needless to say, when renowned artist Baron Batch slid into my DMs, I tried super hard not to fangirl. Um, so, a million questions were swirling around in my head why does he want me to come to this party what do i even wear like damn i'm the worst at fashion why does carrie have to be out of town (laughs) why did he invite me so to those of you who have been following along on my instagram the past few years um, this is way back when i was going by the alias zen punk Um, and i would leave typewritten messages throughout the city on a 1965 typewriter with the hopes that these little written messages would find the right person when they needed it the most. Um, So it was my attempt to share positivity and thought-provoking ideas to help people break the mold of their current situation and to take action. Um, So a lot of my inspiration for this came from Wordsmith on Instagram. It's W-E-R, sorry, W-R-D- S M T H. Um, so it's like wordsmith without the, uh, vowels. Um, so he has these huge, um, wheat paste, uh, you know, spray painted, um, typewriters that he does kind of like graffiti style all over the city. I think he's in Los Angeles, but he does them all over the world and they're like typewritten messages. So it's really cool. Check it out. Um, and then my other main source of inspiration was none other than Baron Batch himself. Um, and so if you don't know who Baron Batch is, um, he, was a football player for the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. And then he um, just had an injury and really got connected back to one of his first loves, which was uh, painting and art. And, uh, And then he just dove in, went all in and just really immersed himself in the art. And he's just been such a beacon of inspiration and love in the city and um, his art is just seen all throughout the city and it's just it's it's part of the pulse of Pittsburgh um, so anyways uh, Baron has been such a huge source of inspiration for me he inspired me to share my version of art um, he inspired me to share what I thought could change the world and make a make an impact even if in a small way um, and he was still a big catalyst uh, for for change in my life in a lot of ways um, so my heart um, at the at the moment of reading that DM was hoping that he wanted to do some large art installation combining my typewriter approach woven into his art. But in all honesty, I was just really excited to meet the dude. Um, so sidebar here. Um, if you're out there and you're trying to create art, you're trying to start an Etsy, you're trying to start a business or create content on social media or start a side hustle, you need to share yourself. If you put if you try to put a project, you know, to project an image of what you think others think that, you know, they want to see and and you don't put your true self out there or you don't do something that's unique to you. And if you're just trying to look like everyone else, they're just going to see through that facade almost immediately. And it's just going to be the discrepancy of, you know, who you are and what you're trying to, you know, bring into the world. And, um, you know, what you're trying to be. And there's just going to be that disconnect. So just try, just experiment and, and try and put yourself out there. So be yourself, share your weird, connect with real people, make an impact. So none of this would happen if I just sat in my room and worried about what everyone was going to think of um, a typewriter post or worrying about what others thought of, you know, my dreams at that time. So doubt will be the thief of your joy. Full stop. Doubt will be the thief of your joy. So that's the end of that sidebar here. So now I get to the party not knowing anyone. Um, you know, my wife was out of or my girlfriend at the time, now wife, was out of town. Um, she was uh in Ithaca doing an internship for a master's degree at Cornell. Don't know if you've ever heard of it, uh, Cornell. And uh so I just tried to look comfortable and not awkward at this party while I was by myself. <laughs> So, yo, this was the guy I was telling you about, the Zen Punk Master. Uh, yeah, I guess that's me. Um, <laughs> hi guys. Yeah, my name's actually Clayton. Nah, I'm gonna call you Zen Punk. So, turns out that Baron wanted to um, wanted me to help with starting a collaboration of public yoga classes in one of his art spaces. That was called the Hideout. So, this was back when I was doing tons of yoga challenges on Instagram and. I was getting myself into crazy yoga poses and positions um that my body was actually not prepared for. Um so I'm talking like a forearm scorpion where my forearms are on the ground, um my face is centimeters away from the ground and I'm arching my back and having my legs dangle over to where my toes are almost touching my head. That kind of yoga. Like the stuff that gets a million likes on Instagram and I'm doing it shirtless and uh just chasing likes and, and, and external validation, um, all the while just doing stuff that my body hated and was not prepared for. (laughs) So my mind at this point was spinning with thoughts and ideas. This is going to be amazing. And I'm like, uh, uh, terrifyingly amazing. (laughs) Um, so at this point I've never taught a yoga class before ever, but I really wasn't going to pass up this opportunity. You know, it's it's Baron Batch asking you to help do a thing. I knew this was going to be an awesome opportunity to get in front of some really cool people and to, to just start doing the thing. So, weeks later, I was introduced to my now really, really good friend, Dana Brown. Um, I absolutely love her. She's such a gem in this world. Um, and so, Dana was to be the quarterback of organizing this whole shindig. Um, So Dana had opened one of the earliest yoga studios in Pittsburgh um, years ago, and she really knows her stuff when it comes to organizing and making sure that things run smoothly. Thank the Lord for Dana Barone. (laughs) That's all I got to say. But um, so fast forward, after I taught my first yoga class ever um, at the hideout with Baron Batch's art studio and his paintings all around and black lights and cool music, Dana came up to me and said... So, have you ever taught a class before? Uh, No, this was my first one. Ah, I see. We've got some work to do, honey. And, you know, I I couldn't be more thankful for Dana's direct way of communicating and the loving and thoughtful guidance that she helped, you know, give me and help me feel more comfortable and confident in my abilities. So... Over the weeks and months, um, we turned the hideout into a really beautiful space filled with some really rad and beautiful souls, and it's it's hard to not feel inspired and creative in in any kind of space that's surrounded by uh, Baron's artwork and and Baron's words. Um, and we had uh, a multitude of um, guest teachers, and uh, it was just it was just so much fun. Um, so you know, it's kind of crazy too, um, is how interwoven our lives can become um, as you grow in your own journey. So, um, in that story, uh, when I played my first show with Billy and Rachel, um, on stage, um, there's a picture, um, that, uh, we're playing on stage. I got my bass, Billy's got his guitar. And then in the background, there's this huge astronaut. Um, and I just loved it. It was at this place. Um, I think it was called the Livermore at that time. Um, it has changed so many times. I think it's now, um oh shit what's the name of that place (laughs) I'm gonna forget it's this uh bar restaurant um in Pittsburgh on the east end anyways regardless um Lorelai's no I could be wrong doesn't matter (laughs) so anyways there was this huge mural painted by Baron Batch um this astronaut and I didn't know it at the time I was like wow that's a dope ass painting this is gonna look some cool cool for some photographs um and I later made the connection that that was a you know a piece from Baron Batch, and I quickly you know once you see his free signature and his little eye signature and, and his way of painting, it's like oh, duh, of course that was a Baron Batch. Um, so it was later that I actually asked him to commission a custom astronaut piece specifically for my wife's uh, birthday one year, um, and we've got that hanging in our house. And so for all you hippies out there, that might give you chills. Um, it sure gave me chills knowing that it's a little subtle nudge from the universe from God from Mr. Rogers or whoever you subscribe to or whatever you call it it's all the same source um, but it, it just really kind of gave me a a gentle nudge and reminder that you know I'm on the right path this might not be exactly what I do forever and really that's not what you should be looking at um, but you know is it a stepping stone for you in your experience in your journey of growth you know so it it was a reminder to me that everything you want is on the other side of fear so it, it's it's totally normal to be afraid you should find comfort in that if you're afraid it's it's saying that you're on the right path um you know and everyone is afraid to do big things or make big decisions and and finding comfort in that is is key right so it's kind of flipping the script it's not been like oh my god i'm i'm, I'm afraid of this i want to do this but i'm afraid Good. Lean into that. Okay. Now, again, there's a, there's a dose response relationship to this. Um, If you were just paralyzed by fear and you you can't even imagine doing it, like you, there's no way that might be too much for you. But if there's something where it's like, I really want this for myself, but I'm, I'm low key kind of scared. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Do that shit. Right. So if it's so incredibly, you know, high in your mind of fear, don't, don't, Don't lean into that. But if it's like, I really want this, and I'm still afraid, but I still want it, that's a sweet spot. That's a good place to be. So again, these four questions, will it kill you? Will it bankrupt you? Do you have time to spend on this? And will it be fun for you? So if you can answer those four questions and you get green lights, you get a hell yeah from all those questions. Don't spend too much time letting your mind distract you. Consider these four thoughts and make moves. So again, you don't have to know every single next step of a journey. You don't have to decide whether or not to take it. And you just might surprise yourself with where you end up. So that is the story of me starting to teach classes publicly. And since then, you know, I've taught loads of workshops. Um, I've traveled to teach workshops. I taught classes in a climbing gym, a yoga studio, jiu chitsu gyms, um, and and it all connected to my experience on stage and being in a band and, and going from I don't think there's I can do this to being proficient in doing it. Um, and so doubt and fear will ever be present along your journey. Th- that's just the fact of the matter. You're never going to be escaped from fear. You're never going to be exempt from doubt or imposter syndrome. It's it's just going to be there. And the people who are successful know that and they welcome it. And they say, hey, old friend. Hey, imposter syndrome. Hey, doubt. Hey, fear. Hey, overthinking. Hey, panic. It's all there. It's all there. And you just it's almost like stepping on them like those little like kind of dug trio or little like whack-a-mole things so you just kind of step on those things and use it as a stepping stone lean into the fear of it um so those are two stories um that i really hope that you enjoyed um again kind of another short episode here and in the coming weeks we're we're diving into a lot of cool topics so um as always, if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, um, please consider supporting the podcast. You can do that in a number of ways here. So one, you can leave a review or rate it on iTunes or Google or Spotify. You could subscribe to the podcast. That's a huge help. Um, And another way um, is if this episode was helpful for you in any way, share a screenshot so if you're listening on itunes or spotify take a screenshot throw that up into your stories tag me and just a little quip about what you liked about the podcast and as always you can always feel free to dm me too um i i love getting dms from you guys um you know listening to this uh what i have to share and what i have to say and it it just it it keeps it fuels me to keep going with this podcast and uh know that it has value for people who are, who are listening. So again, thank you so, so, so much for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day. And, and I just hope that this helps you make moves on your life and connect the dots and do the damn thing. So, um, thanks for listening and I wish you the very best.